Welcome to another episode of Knights at the Brown Table, a podcast of three Pacific Islanders sharing our views and the lens through which we see the world. I'm Sefa. I'm Sheila. And to the vast intergalactic spirits of the interwebs, this was a clap. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh. It is I, the one and only, the song, just, just, mistress, and magic of the Whoa. <laughs> I, sorry, I thought you were trying to catch your brush. <laughs> um, of the generation, Lamar. How did he diddly do? What up? I can't censor who I am. And I'm here I because Lyle. Lyle? Who's Lyle? L-Y-L, live your life. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> it's a new thing, guys. New thing. Get on it, Lyle. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about the documentary, uh, The Girlfriend That Doesn't Exist. On Netflix, and so if you have not seen it, pause right now, go and watch it, and then come back. Mm -hmm. Untold, the girlfriend who didn't exist. It's an inside look at the shocking 2013 reveal that Menti Tittles dead girlfriend never existed. It takes you on a journey that covers all the bases, how the catfish happened, why it happened, how it got exposed, how the scandal hurt Tittles' career, the toll that it took on Tittle on and off the field, and so much more. There's been a lot of talk on social media and as well as in our group chat about the doco. What were our initial thoughts when we saw it? Shocking. <laughs> Wait, when it happened, were you guys aware of it? Like, I remember hearing about it. I same. didn't know to the extent of like what they showed on the documentary, mm-hmm. but that's a story. It is a story. There's a lot of, that, that was narrative. That was, I thought I was watching a drama. It was done so. That's some like the characterizations of you know how deep it went. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to give props, but I have to give props. No, for real. Wait, who are you giving props to? I forgot the name. <laughs> we need to get wait. Renaya. So there's Renaya. There's Lene. Lene, who is. No, don't have Renaya change the name. Yeah, Naya. Naya. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So giving props to Naya. There's so there's Lene, who was the um. The, the catfish, the catfish girlfriend. Fish. There's Mantai, who is the footballer, college footballer at the mm. time. Um, there's Naya, who was the person behind the Lene character, <laughs> as well as the other characters. <laughs> Sorry. She was. She played ensemble. She, played. she. Oh, sis was Hamilton. Like it was a monologue, and she took on all the characters. That's sound design. All mm. of that. Yeah, I'm just shocked, honestly. Yeah. It was just shocking. It was entertaining. But at the same time, it was... Uh, I felt like they held up a mirror to society, mm. insecurities. When it comes to insecurities, culture, religion, family. Yeah. There's a lot to it. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I think when I... I'm not going to lie. Like, for episode one, I literally was like... I was rolling around from laughing. Because, like, I was lying in my bed... And I was literally like full on rolling, laughing. What like, specific parts were you laughing at? Um, I was laughing at the, um, <laughs> like when he said that she she had a car accident, was in the hospital. So he was talking to the brother, then spoke to Lene, then spoke to the nurse. And I was just like, that means she literally would switch between the voices mm. and would do the, like the breathing, not the snoring, like the breathing sound, and then even switching to the nurse's voice, where she was just like, "This is the most response we've had in the past few days." Like anytime. So for me, I was just like, like imagining her, like do the switch up. I couldn't stop cracking up. So for me, I found that part hilarious, and just because of how extreme 
the scenarios were I was in a car accident and now I'm in now I'm in a coma and now they've discovered I have leukemia and I'm just like man and she carried it on for like such a long period of time apart from the personal side which for me I understand the sensitivity why am I still laughing <laughs> it doesn't seem like you understand the sensitivity wait, 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 wait. I understand the sensitivity and how traumatic that would be for the person receiving those news that news for me I'm like oh no that sucks Again, with each reveal for yeah. each step that was taken to create mm-hmm. plot twist, Lene so, create the whole yeah. life, the personality, all of that. As it each time I get revealed, I was yeah, I'm with Lamar, just shocked because it was very extreme. Yeah, and I also want to preface, but in, in saying that he was young, yeah, both Manta of them was, were young. Yeah, they were because like Naya 18, was super young as well. Yeah. Nineteen. Not to justify the actions that took place, but, you know, that just adds another layer to it. But there's, I don't know, there's just a lot to this whole story. Mm -hmm. Something like this, getting catfished and being in a relationship like that for that long, I don't think it would have mattered if he wasn't a football player, like a big football player. Because if this happened in somebody else's life, it would have just been a story you tell. Not that it wouldn't it wouldn't have had an impact on the person, because it is. There's negative impact to that. But the way it blew up, it was because of how much media attention he was getting. Hmm. And I'm like, but when you think about the story itself, it just to be honest, like it, it seems like it would be something that a, sto- a funny story you'd tell of getting catfish like that. Yeah. But I think that adds another layer to the story is the media. And the way that they kind of used it as entertainment and the way that they wanted to be like the first one to drop the story. And they used these lives and they... How do you say the word? Trivialized. Yeah, they trivialized it. And you saw the effects that it had on Manti and his family and just that whole... Yeah, just everything that went down with that. They felt so proud. You know, Mm. when they were showing interviews of Deadspin, they were just constantly like, yeah, we have to be the first one to drop the story. And then I searched his name up. And then I searched it. And then I was like, these, like, I understand. But they were very young. Probably because we're not Americans. I don't understand when it comes to college football and the popularity that it has in the States. Because for me, I'm just like, I feel like here they would make a big deal if it's like professional athletes. But looking at them, I'm like, college kids, they're uni kids. That's how I interpret Mm. it. Like, yeah, but we don't have this. We don't make a big deal out of uni kids and what happens to them. So I think for me, seeing that they made this massive deal and it became, he became a laughing stock on a global stage. I found that so sad. But I remember at the time when it dropped that I laughed. How could someone get fooled like that? But understanding again, when you're that young, because when I think back to how young I was back then, you can be so naive. You believe things that people present to you. Like with Naya, I'm not justifying what she did because it was horrible. And I can, for me, viewing it, I saw that she felt remorse for what she did as well. But she was young as well. And sometimes young people do dumbass things. And that was one of the, not one, because she did quite a few dumbass things because when she resurrected Lene. But like, for me, that was... Like that was a that was a a dumb thing that she did back then. Before we delve into the more serious points, what were some of the most shocking parts of it? Was it the resurrection? The, the resurrection. The resurrection. <laughs> I was like, sis, 
she's having a leader die. <laughs> Why'd you bring her back? Because no, I remember at the time when I heard it, I was just like, how can you be fooled like that? But hearing the details, like when he said that he verified with his cousin, and I was just like, oh, because his cousin was catfished by Naya. So I was just like, there were all these people that were also catfished by her, but they had never physically met her. And so when his cousin was just like, yeah, I used to talk to her. So of course he's just, like, so I was just like, oh, so he asked people, like he got their mm. verification, but he just had never met her. <laughs> Like, he, he did try to do background checks. That's what I, I mm. realised, yeah. And I don't think at the time, because I know catfish is a term that is generally used nowadays, but back then, it wasn't a no. thing, you know. I, I know, huge fan of the show, mm-hmm. but I don't think at the time, it was a thing where you do reverse Google image searches or, you know, you probably search through Facebook and you go through all the comments and you see how many friends they have. Like, yeah. that was not something that people knew how to do then. Because I didn't know that you could do Google image reverse oh, until, God. like, a few years ago. So for them to have done it back then, I was like, oh, I think that's cool that they did like during the research period mm, but that resurrection mine was <clears throat> the the point in the story where Linnea went into the car crash their explanation seems to align where their, their relationship and I've used the quotation marks their relationship seemed to be strained and it got to a point where Linnea decided to off herself like well it was a choice because obviously because it wasn't it wasn't like she got like the car wreck made it seem like it was an accident that sort of stuff but yeah. it was a choice and it seemed like a demand for a, attention, attention. Mm. after his grandma passed no but uh, I, don't, I don't think she knew at the time that the grandma passed I oh. think he I thought he texted her oh really that like, because it happened, he got the news of the grandma passing in the morning. Yeah, and then the and then Lene got into a car accident after. Yeah, uh, but I I assume that Lene gave the 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 car accident. Um, I mean that because it wasn't because of the car accident; it was because of the leukemia that she died. And so I thought that she just did it not knowing that his grandma had died hours before. I could be wrong. Right. <coughs> yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. And don't kill us for not knowing. But even then, their relationship seemed to be strained because just because of football. He was focusing more on that. Because remember when he said that when she had the car accident and she was technically in a coma, he said for a month he would call every, every day, day and all he would hear is a... Sorry. <laughs> That's what, yeah, well, that afterwards. And but so, it was just like the extreme you went... Yeah, but it's, it's because I remember in, in the doctor he was saying that he kept pushing because he wanted to see her because when she was going through treatments because of leukemia and she just kept saying, I don't want you to see me like this. And I think that that's what put the, put the strain on him. Is, mm, afterwards. I just want to come. Then, yeah, she, I just want to see you. The car accident part was yeah. just to have such a permanent <clears throat> or such a drastic life event happen in a non-existent life. Hmm. That was a that's a strong choice. The other thing that I found shocking was the introduction of the sister. Yeah. I thought that was very unlike. I mean, obviously the whole thing was alarming, <laughs> but bringing your sister <laughs> and pretending that she's I was wow. I was kind and of the, the, Uncle Yeah, the lines <laughs> that were fed to the child. And that's yeah. how, like, the friend and um, <clears throat> Manti's friend and Manti themselves, it kind of added to the legitimacy yeah. of this mm. Lene person existing, is that other people are verifying. So not only through their own circles, but then Lene's circles, a kid, you wouldn't think would be in on it. But she was only little. She probably had no. No, idea yeah, no. She, she has no. Her, but taking it, no. taking someone that little to yeah. you know, like I, to me, that's mind blowing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like kidnapping. 
In a way, like I just yeah, no, like, I was kidnapping, like <laughs> and like taking the builder bear, like taking the teddy bear, bear. Be like this was Auntie Lene's, like so the for the for the kid to be like this was Auntie Lene's, this not Auntie Lene's, <laughs> and that's what when I talk about giving props, I'm like, stay up the the storyline, the, the range, like he's crapping, <laughs> whoa, not the fat phobia, <laughs> just say you don't like fat people, it's okay. <laughs> Another part that I, I really thought was shocking was the the break like the frustrated breakup voicemail. Like, Where it's like I know you've made your, like, you've made your choice and that you've made that clear what you want, <laughs> and then the hang up. <laughs> so dramatic. Like, I could not again. Just the depth of the relationship, yeah, is incredible. It's something definitely, but um, yeah. Oi, when she went behind the petition and did the post, I, I like, felt sorry. Hey. I was like, <laughs> you felt sorry for her. <laughs> the fact, Doctor Phil goes, you're so gonna have bad. to do this because when Doctor Phil said the FBI said it couldn't be you, which <laughs> is like, hi, hi. <laughs> like, Why are you stroking your hair? Because <laughs> I'm getting into character. <laughs> and. Like just them throwing the petition, like yo. <laughs> but when she was like, it reminded me of um no, it reminded me of that catfish episode though. Were they go behind the petition? No, like when it, it's pretty much the same situation, and then they asked him to do the voice. Voice, Rosie, <laughs> remember? And then she's like, hi, and then the guy because he's sitting I, I, I there, and then he just starts laughing. And that's what I hope Mentos. Uh, uh, like I hope he's come to that point where he can look back and laugh at some other stuff. Do you think uh, the point where he's at the first episode where he's explaining, <laughs> like particularly that part where like oh the phone's broken, like we can't video call. <laughs> Silla <laughs> thinks that he's on the brink of laughing. I was like, look at his face, he's laughing. Rewatch I'm it because I I didn't watch it like that the first time around, but rewatching it with Silla's commentary, I'm with her. Yeah, it looks like because he's realizing just how dumb it is. Yeah. I think he's on the point where he's laughing about it. Because for me, oh, some of my past trauma, I'm like, bro, I was dumb. He will be laughing. I'm like, man, yeah, married, this was he's got funny. a kid. Do you think you laugh or cry? Yeah. Yeah. And look how good he looks. Look how fine <laughs> Beautiful but, family. But that's how big a cultural moment this was mm. in the media. Glee wrote a storyline with it. Yeah, I remember you saying. A catfishing storyline because of it. So are you saying that that's the peak of success when you make it to when, Glee? When Glee makes a storyline. When Kurt is able to <laughs> sing a song. Because <laughs> <laughs> Kurt graduated on that season. Oh, sorry. Do you guys think that other people were involved? Um, and may have been doing the other voices. No, I don't either. I do. I, I honestly really? think it was just her. I do. Mm. I think hospital room probably not. But in regards to who was added to the story, to me, I feel like there's a reason why no one, there's no one else in Renaya's life that was in this documentary, and that her saying there's no one else, it's just me. I feel like it's they're hiding something. And they're just like, don't. Like, she's just like, I'll take the fall for it all. Mm. Like, with Manti, it's like there's multiple people in Manti's life. Like, the Notre Dame um, 
uh, athletics department director or whatever. His friend, his parents. But we find out um, Renaya, uh, Naya, sorry, um, Naya made her Instagram private, um, but she posted IG stories where she um, later said that her father had passed days before, literally days before they recorded the documentary. So for me, it, it makes sense. For Why none no of her family members would would be in in the doco. They would be focused on grieving or um, putting like the 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 family service or, or the wake together. So for me, that makes sense. But I honestly believe it was just her. That's that's how. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. why would you, apart from the the baby sister? Because you can feed them lines. But if anyone else was to know for me, I'm like, that's very embarrassing for and people to even, be involved in this elaborate scam. Even in the documentary, she mentions it became second nature where she yeah. had like different phones. Um, and she knew, like she. Once she saw who was on the phone, like she would, she would just go into that character. Yeah. yeah, I think, f- and maybe it could be in part me projecting, but it's because I can't fathom doing that by yourself. Like you would have told someone mm, but of the things you do on, like even if it's supposed to be secret, like it's embarrassing. Someone knows. But if you're a close friend, if you're scamming someone, would you not hide that stuff? Not if the other person's in on the scam and they do it too. Like you know what I mean? But again, it's very complex though because they Naya was in the closet. Yeah, yeah, and the family was very Christian Mm. or religious orientated from what we could see. Yeah, Uh, I think maybe later on she she might have told someone what she did or what she was doing. But I don't don't think anyone was involved. Yeah, for me, I'm like I honestly do think it was just her. Again, she she has the range, the talent. Again, it's not that really that it wasn't like a burning question in my mind, mm. but my suspicion I was like, oh, I'm not really, I'm not 100% convinced on that. The question I wanted to ask who do we think Chris is? <laughs> okay, when for me, like when it comes to everything, because I was just like, literally, they could have, because Manti was already, like, especially when she resurrected Lene, he was already catching on, you know what, I think I'm, I think I'm getting scammed or I'm being duped. And so for me, when I saw the email, I tried to read as much as I could. <laughs> but hearing what the journal said, they said that the person said that they were from Laia as well. Um, they're an island boy um, and that he was in on that. And so for me, when I when I saw that, I was just like, sometimes in our community, we have tall poppy syndrome <laughs> and people just want to tear people down. So for me, I was just like, the, the focus of that email wasn't to out um, Naya, it was to out Manti. And so for me, I was just like, I reckon it was probably either one of his friends. How would they know? Because he, if if he's if he's gaining traction, he would talk to people, mm, or okay, yeah. it could. Yeah, but be, how do they know that the girlfriend doesn't exist though? Yeah, so, Where's that info coming? Yeah, so he so could have been like, he could have been to, saying, I don't think that, but um, uh, like saying that he feels that Lene isn't real, or. One of my other theories is it's one of the people that um, Lene had scammed before and they figured it out and then was just like, oh, they saw on the news that Manti said that that person that scammed them was Lene Kukua and it was just like, oh, he's an idiot. I'm going to tell the journal. That's what I thought. Because it was interesting from what I remember watching where, so the news dropped Mm -hmm. and then from the screenshots of what was going on Twitter, people were able to find out. Yeah. So, so for me, that's what I mean. I think people knew when Naya said that when she was Lene and scammed his cousin and whoever. I have a feeling that she might have scammed people from her church as well, other guys there. 
not scam, catfish them. <laughs> I should say scam, catfish them. So I feel like they figured it out. They piece it together. When they were just like, oh, um, Naya is, her dad's the minister and she's in the, the worship team. So for me, it was like, oh, they figured it out. That's what I think. Mm. How about you guys? I thought it was Naya, to be honest. There's so, not a lot of people have been saying. I'm, I'm a flummer. I think it's for But Naya. why would she out herself? Because I thought it was to try and put an end to it. But the thing is, she literally resurrected <laughs> resurrected Lene a few days before. So for me, I'm like, you were already dead. You resurrected her. In my mind, she wouldn't out herself to the journal. To me, there is no reason behind a lot of the intention. So to, I don't think there needs to be one in regards to the reason why outing. Like even, because I know you're saying like the, this person, the email gives clues as to who the person is. Like I'm from Oahu, I'm blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't believe a word of it. <laughs> I wouldn't believe a word of what, to me, that part is trying to legitimize themselves in the eyes of the journalist. Like saying, saying I'm, I'm close. Yeah. I'm close like, to mental. I'm, I know I'm it's a, true. I'm a valid. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm a valid source. Yeah. But no, it's Naya. Yeah, for me, I don't think it is. Because why would she, especially with the public humiliation, why would you go to this, these, and why these specific journalists? You're asking all these questions, but at the same time, you also asked why would she do the stocko now? Mm. Why bring this heat back? Yeah. Or why go on Dr. Phil and verify oh the voice? Another shocking part. All of these things, to me, just... Say attention, attention, no, no, attention. Just, this is the thing. When when I watched the Dr. Phil episode, especially I think it was like part two that I saw on YouTube, I literally cried because seeing the pain that her parents were in and them trying to understand why their daughter or their son at the time had done those things. So Naya uh, talked about how she was a trigger warning, um, but that she was sexually violated and assaulted on a number of times by different people. And the dad who was away at the time had no idea. So for her, that was her means of escape. And as horrible and <laughs> counterintuitive as it is, that was her way of dealing with her crap or her trauma. And so for me, even in the docker, she talks about how like when she would become Lene, she wanted to be that girl. She wanted to be her. She wanted to escape. So she created this uh, this person and that was her means of escaping. And for me, when I saw that, I was just like, oh, I can get that. Because mm. for me, my means of escape when I was young wasn't catfishing. But I would like read yeah. like, hard out because that's my way of running away because I physically cannot run away. When I saw the Dr. Phil thing, I try to understand why she would do that. I just thought she was trying to put an end to to the whole drama. Didn't the email happen after Lene was resurrected? Yeah, it did. That's what made me think it was Naya. He's ignoring you now. And so that's why I'm like, oh, she's trying to get back at him. I just think that if it was Naya, she would have said it on the docker. Cause she, she, That's true. She She's admitted, admitted to a lot she, of stuff. For her to be honest and say all the shit she did, I was just like, good on you for admitting it. But I shouldn't say good. Like, not good on you for what you did, mm. but good on you for being transparent and taking accountability for that. Sorry. <laughs> But no, but I get what you mean because that's a, that's a valid point. Where it's like, why wouldn't you admit you've done all these? Yeah. you've admitted to you a would, lot you of other things. You would admit as well. I'm when Chris. I admit to this, but at the same time, yeah, that's why I'm like, I don't trust anything in that email pertaining to a real person, just because like you signed it with Chris, as if they couldn't trace that back hmm. to a Chris from Laie, which is a small community anyway.
explain what okay. the tweet was. I saw a take where they said that what happened was wrong, but they felt that Manti isn't innocent in it all, that he was part of it probably because and then was linking it to how there are a lot of christian um, males where they when they're trying to hide their sexuality they hide behind that so he was trying to say that um, manti was part of it for me i didn't agree with that take because i was just like oh that's victim blaming what happened to <laughs> manti was horrible but i don't think that he was part of it and naya even said in the doco that he wasn't if manti was part of the hoax mm. why would you not drag him down that's interesting that if at this point someone that at now after watching the doco now someone still thinks that because I did not take that <laughs> that was not my takeaway at all. What about you, Lamar? What did you? What was your take on that particular tweet? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that he was part of it, Manta? Like to hide to hide a sexuality? Um, no, I think I don't know. You, I really felt you saw how much it affected him. Especially in the last 10 minutes where he was talking about the the dark place that he was in, him reaching out for help and whatnot. Like, I thought that was, that really solidified that for me. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of chatter as well about people questioning whether Naya was remorseful or not. Yeah. What did you guys think about that? I thought she was plenty remorseful. And maybe not at the end. I think what throws people off is um, the Daulunga at the end. Mm. Look, it was... It was graceful. So we we rewatched it just before we came and he was getting... He was throwing pillows at me because I'm laughing while she's doing the Tawalunga and I'm just like, oh, no, oi, so, so, oh, no, oi. She's genius. I was like, shut up. Shut up. Not at this point. No. And I think I get why people think that it ends on a positive note for both. Mm. And I think, why not? If both of them have moved on with their life and have, you know moved in positive places i don't get why the doco has to end positive for manti and negative for mm. naya but but i noticed that they pointed out like when people were saying that she wasn't remorseful they pointed out a few things so one of the things they said was that they were upset that she was upset that he um released <laughs> released the voicemails <laughs> and then another point they said was they just felt like in the doco they were trying they they said that they felt like they were trying to paint Naya as a victim or um, try to say that Manti was part of her story or the reason why she was able to come out and transition. When I saw those points, for me, I did see her remorse because from the beginning of the first ep, she talks about what she did. There's no justification. It was horrible. She even says how she feels bad for, for what happened. And then in the second ep, for me, it was just revealing what, what she has did. happened. What yeah. she did, yeah. And where her life is now. And for me, I'm just like, you can see how for her she feels bad for what happened, how it's it's damaged her own life and how it's damaged Manti's life. But she's just like, I still have to live. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I'm sorry. I've never spoken to him since. And even when she talks about oh, later on her IG story, um, she said that she put herself into therapy to do the work, to be like, why did I do this in the first place? For me, I'm like, oh, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it's hard when it comes to documentary because it is very edited mm. and the documentary can be biased. So it's hard to really encapsulate like how remorseful someone is when you're not seeing the entire non-cut footage, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I thought she was remorseful on my end. But there are things the way the way she says it that just I got annoyed. Like what? It's where she's taking credit for him doing well oh. in the footy games, and I was like, oh no. 
How she said she gave him the advice. Gave him the advice, the and I was like, man, that might be true, but that pisses me off even And more. how she said that he should focus on, on, on football and not yeah. go party or anything. Yeah. But she did help him, because he even said yeah, that. Like, he even like, that said. That me. But he even that said that me. she was a massive help to yeah, him. Yeah, he says it too, yeah. but in my mind, I was like, no. Nah. And But then there's a part towards the end where she's like, I, on one hand, she's like, I regret the things that I've done. But then it made him a better person and it made it helped her discover who she was. Or I, the way that ends, I don't know, like I'm not 100% on the wording. But it's in one sentence that the way that came out, maybe it's poor wording choice on her part. I hated that. If you regret it, you should wish it never happened. And I get it, you've been able to make positive things out of it. But that's irrelevant to your regret but i would think if you regretted it you'd wish it never happened even if you've learnt lessons for me whenever it comes to people who have done harm i'm i'm with you you can't be like oh you know i made you better now if that (laughs) if that what you did was wrong for me when it comes to like the traumatic things that have happened to me in the past I never say that that person made me better. What they did harmed me. But I've had to learn how to use that to add it to my character and to move forward. But it is not because of you. You you cannot take credit for your for your crap yeah. and what you did to me. And so for me, it's the same with um, Naya and, and Manti. Manti, for him to, he's had to use the trauma that has happened to him and he's had to learn to make something out of it but it's not because of Naya mm. for me she can't take credit for that yeah, yeah. it might just be the wording mm. of that particular sentence but I do understand when people question how remorseful she is not that it's any of your business <laughs> to, to be the judge <laughs> just putting it out there when she's explaining about um, telling everything to her parents yeah, for the first time and how it came, it got to that point where she was kind of forced to because, and again, it's all because of her own actions, but at that point, the way she's explaining it, you can tell the remorse. The remorse. And the line that she uses is everything that you do in the dark, which is something that a lot of Christians know or use as well. Everything mm. that is done in the dark will come to light. For me, that's a remorse, where she's just like, I try to hide all this stuff, the things that I was doing to this man and other men (laughs) online, as well as my own insecurities and my own being in the closet, my own trauma of being sexually assaulted. And she was just like, whatever was done in the dark, it's all come to light, it's all come out. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I was just like, I love that, her living in in her truth. Um, What are our thoughts with Manti, with the last 10 minutes of of the second episode, with, um, with mental health? I think there's a lot to it because I think I relate and I think if you are the eldest in the family, you relate. And if you are someone or, you know, Polynesian, Pacifica, you relate to being the eldest in the family and the way that there's a lot of pressure to, whether it's to setting an example or to just existing in general. I think the way that, I don't know, sometimes like the dad didn't really sit well with me with some of the sentiments. What were the sentiments that didn't sit well? Just the whole, you know, you're representing the family. It just felt like I've seen that, I've been through that. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Like not being able to, not experience, but you can't make a mistake because you carry the the pride of the family because you're the eldest. Mm. And I think that was heartbreaking because you really felt for Manti that pressure that he had to 
either be really good in football and like or in church just i i really felt that pressure i I think when it came to that part when with the dad i just felt sorry for him because i was just like it wasn't his fault because he's a victim in this and it's not meant his fault yeah it's it's not meant his fault it's not his bad it's not he didn't do anything wrong what he did was he believed someone and how they presented themselves but Um, that's not a wrong yeah that's not a wrong thing that's not his bad and so for, for me i was just like oh he was a victim I don't understand why they why they trying to say that he messed up. Um, and and for me, I think like seeing how his his family is, I I couldn't help but think, oh, they're so beautiful. At the same time, it's uh, so many Samoans have that mentality where if you've messed up, you've messed it up for the whole family, and that's a weight that gets put on on onto the kids, especially the eldest. Um, and so for me, seeing that with him. And then with how it became a trigger then for him when he would play, because in his mind, he's just like, oh, if I mess up, I'm going to mess it up again for my whole family. And I was like, oh, that's so heartbreaking for someone to have then not be at their best anymore, not being able to perform at their best because they have this crippling anxiety. And anxiety is very real. For him to describe it very literal, I was just like, I hope that there are Pacific kids out there who are now able to see that's what anxiety is. And that's what I have then. And for him to seek help, I think that's a freeing thing. And I hope that a lot of the Pacifica people, as well as non-Pacifica, if you do have crippling anxiety, that you can get help and be free from that. But when he was speaking about realizing the first three years playing NFL, that he had anxiety Mm. and and needed to get help there's a lot of men that it would have spoken to it didn't sit the way i think it sat with a lot of other people i'm glad it's reaching you and i'm glad there are plenty of men out there that are reaching like yeah no it's not weak to speak reach out all of these sayings but there are a lot of sources that have been saying this for years and i it annoys me that it's only when it comes out of a particular type of personality that you'll you'll listen to it and it just kind of annoys me that it always has to come out of like an athlete personality for you to listen when there are plenty of people that you need to listen to to who may not fit the the mold of a role model to you but they still got valid advice and also it kind of speaks to that like there are multiple people in this story that needed help as well Mm. including naya like i know what naya did was wrong but at the same time she also she also needed help definitely i know for me when i feel that someone i can relate to them or we might be similar or have similar experiences um like when they talk about how they got through it it sits more with me than someone where i cannot relate to Mm. so i feel like with a lot of those people a lot of those men the reason why it can resonate and um be like the trigger or the momentum for them to seek help it's because they're like oh you know what i'm kind of like him or they think bro i'm as hot as mentai <laughs> yeah, that's, my that's teeth, what i'm saying just like mentai my hair just like mentai <laughs> my goalima just like mentai and you're like i'm like there are actual there are things where you're like you actually relate and then there are ways that you relate delusion like, like naya in your mind you think you relate to mentai you're on the same level you ain't <laughs> You needed to have listened to this to your mentor, your PDHPE teacher in high school. You needed to listen to him or her. (coughs) They were telling you for ages. Do you know when it comes to the pressure thing, you know, the family pressure thing, I've always thought that's a double-edged sword when it comes to representing culture or family. Because when we do things well, it's so easy to throw in, oh, I did it for my family, I did it for Mm. my culture, I did it for my background, where I'm from, all of that stuff. But I was like, it's a double-edged sword, man, because when you do something bad, it can use as a weapon against you. It's like what Lamar says, when you point the finger... (laughs) 
one finger out like a gun. And then there are three, three fingers pointing, pointing, pointing at, you, at yourself. At yourself, so you gotta. That's how you gotta point. Wow, that's giving spirit fingers. <laughs> you gotta point all five wow. out. Like, like full give. Yeah. Full fingers in. <laughs> no, but do you kind of get what I mean? Like, no, I yeah, once thought it was a double edged sword. It is. And I think that's like a toxic trait. I'm not sure. I, like, I don't want to say it's a cultural. Well, it feels like a cultural thing. Mm. And I think that's very prevalent in the story as well. I think when everything happened, it was heartbreaking to see Manti mentioned how it affected his family. Yeah. First and foremost, and not himself. I, did I. Am I interpreting that wrong? I, he did say how it impacted him, but mm, like he would always highlight how it affected that, that was the family that, was that the first, yeah. More, that yeah. yeah. So that was heartbreaking to see. Mm. Yeah, when you do something bad, you can be thrown under the bus. But the thing is, I felt like he felt away, but his parents literally went, like, flew to the mainland, to the US, and would sit with him in those shows. Like beside him, so he wasn't alone. I think he can see it in that way. But I was just like seeing his parents cry, and I think the biggest thing, or one of the biggest things for me, was seeing how his mum said that since because of what happened, he wasn't the same again, and she could identify that. And it was heartbreaking to her that her son couldn't be as confident or as free as he was before the media literally tore him. Second guessing, yeah. Second guessing when it comes to decisions, yeah. yeah. That's another thing that came into play is the way the media really played up the story. I think that's the biggest factor coming out of this whole story is just the way that the media can play and play with other people's lives, really. Like the thing, I'm still laughing. <laughs> so insensitive. In no way. Compose yourself, please. Like seeing them, sorry, seeing the memes that they made where he was like, <laughs> like, like this is the thing where I'm just like, because there was no context, no, not like, there was context, of course, but we didn't have all the background, like we didn't have all what actually happened no, with they him. Did. They did. No one just cared. No one cared. Renai and they have done interviews before. I reckon no one just cared. The memes yeah. are just the memes. Because the part she loved, the one she loved that tonight was um, the Sixth Sense one, where it's like, I see dead girlfriends. And I was just like, <laughs> I was, it was so horrible, you know? Mm-hmm. And I yeah, wasn't laughing. It I wasn't, sound, do you know how no, people are I wasn't laughing at that. You know I was how, laughing oh, at no. the creativeness <laughs> that comes when people go through traumatic things. But everyone, if you're listening, do not question Naya's remorsefulness. You need to question Silas. No. Because she does not sound remorseful. The thing is, I'm not laughing at Manto. I'm laughing at what Naya did. That's what I, like, does that make sense? No, it doesn't. I'm just laughing at what she did. How she did it. Because what she did was horrible. But I'm like, how did you do that? That's what I mean. Like, you need to give the... And it's, it's not giving the props, but... She like, has, has this ever thought of... Mate. Like, screenwriting or Literally. like doing a movie? And his friend said... If it was all her, Disney. Disney needs to employ her. Because at the end, you know, he mentions, like, you know, in a very earnest way, mm. you know, I'll take all the memes. I'll take mm. all of that. Blah, blah, blah. I saw a take online about the way people in our community respond 
to these sorts of things in the media. And I know sometimes it can be super harsh, but man, I still think a lot of it is funny. Is that bad? But what are you what like what are you actually referring to? Like that are you referring to people saying it's a great day to be Tongan today? Because <laughs> that's what I was saying. I still find that funny. Why do you think the person he met was Tongan? <laughs> yeah. He was like, you know what? Let me <laughs> take a dig at this time more than there's two of them. I'm talking about that. Oh, I'm talking about even the icy dead girlfriend. I know that's bad, but I also think that's why it's funny. Even hearing like a lot of islanders when they talk about the bad things that happened, I think sometimes the only way to cope is to laugh because they don't want to do the other which is crying or dealing with it and unpacking it and healing so i think a lot of the time we do laugh about things like but is it bad to laugh at somebody else is that where it becomes bad because it's one thing to use humor for yourself yeah and your own but then to mock someone else in their pain and their trauma yeah then it's not okay so but I, need your voice and heal. <laughs> I need to reflect heal. I need to reflect heal and be better. But that goes back better, to what you were saying. I think it's our people have. That's our coping mechanism yeah. that's been used for like generations. Is humor. We're not going to face the trauma of it all. No, we're just going to laugh about it. Like, wait, not even me wanting to tell a story. But like, did, did I tell you guys about when my aunt, when she was about to pass? <laughs> it was like, it was this funny. Anyways, <laughs> so what happened was, <laughs> what happened was, she was in, in palliative care. She had cancer. We got told by my uncle that we should come to the hospital and say goodbye. And that time it was like 8pm, the whole family was together. So we all rushed to the hospital. Oh no, I think it was like 9. The visiting hours are closed. And so my whole family, extended family, we were rushing in. And the nurse was like, excuse me, what are you doing here? <laughs> my uncle was just like, we're going to see my sister, she's going to die. So we rush inside. And then my whole family, they're saying for us to come say goodbye. So we're crying because we love our auntie. And, you know, we're saying goodbye and stuff. And then some of my aunties, uncles, and, and my mom were saying things like, you know, say hi to mum and dad when you see them in heaven. They're saying, they're saying stuff like that to my auntie. And then this is what happens. One of the nurses comes over. She's just like, what's going on here? One of my other aunties was just like, oh, she wants to go. She just wants to turn off the, the oxygen. And then the lady was just like, you do know she's not on life support. <laughs> You do know she's not on life support. Like, the oxygen is just, just to keep her comfortable. And then my other uncle goes, how about we switch off the morphine? <laughs> and then the nurse goes, if we switch off the morphine, she's just be in a lot of pain. It doesn't mean she It's not life support. No way. Like, you know, we're all still crying at that point. But when we got home, I we got us all laughing, and it just became a thing where I'm like, not us rushing to the hospital. <laughs> it's time to go. But that's what I mean by like sometimes we 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 have to find the humor because like we're trying to deal with the pain. But I'm just like, oh, we gotta laugh when the things are funny. <laughs> like, that's a thing to me. <laughs> so that's why, like, what when- if we just turn off the lights. Like the way we couldn't stop laughing, and then I would always say to my cousins after I go, not my mum saying, say hi to mum and dad. (laughs) (laughs) Not the giving that way, take this message to mum and dad, just relax, bro. (laughs) 
But that's why, like, when it came to the Manto story, I wasn't laughing at him. No, I was laughing at what what Naya did, like, the extent that she went to to pass off the scam. That's what I'm laughing at. The media dogpile and the way it snowballed from just the girlfriend not being real, to questioning his sexuality. It's a lesson for media training. You can't control where the story goes. And to me, the question shouldn't be, like, if Naya is remorseful. Like, I saw no accountability from the media Mm -hmm. that was on the show. Yeah. I'm of the the opposite. I'm not annoyed at the Deadspin reporters. I'm annoyed at the dog part of what it turned into. From what I remember, they did mention something, but it wasn't about the reporting, I think. I can't remember what the, he actually said. But it was just like, yeah, what, what happened, happened. Um, yeah, and that's it. And and I felt like they were trying to say that they were focused on outing ESPN, New York Times, for how they reported the initial story of the initial story of Mentai saying, oh, this is dedicated, oh, you know, this is dedicated to my grandma and my, my girlfriend that passed. But for me, I was just like, you need to take accountability that you were one of the catalysts for making this a global thing or making this a public thing. Because it literally could have been dealt in private for them or Manti could have been the one to release it in the way he wanted to. But they wanted to be the first the people first to, to break the story. In, in my mind, I'm not a journalist. I don't know what they do. <laughs> but I'm just like, journalists, their priority thing for their jobs should be revealing the truth. For you guys just to go off gossip fodder, you didn't get a statement from Manti didn't get a statement from Naya, didn't get a statement from Manti's dad, but you ran with what you what you saw on Twitter over a young 20-something-year-old. And it's not even like sexual assault or physical assault or anything. It's literally over someone catfishing them. I was just like, oh, I, I didn't get that. That's the part where I'm, I'm of the opposite. Like, you're, you're reporting news, and to have the biggest college football story of the year be a hoax, that's news, though. Because they, they did ask, they contacted each party directly, but I'm, I'm with them when I'm like, you can't wait. You have, like, you have to drop the story. And you but re- why? report the facts. Well, you report the facts that you have. Part of news is that it's timely. It needs to be relevant to what's happening now. For me, <clears> I felt like, especially when, when the guy was just like, and then I was one that everyone wanted to interview. And I was like, yeah, because that's what you wanted. Yeah. Like you, instead of it being about the story, it became you wanted to be the source, even though you don't have, you didn't, it didn't come from any other source. Like they were able to get in contact with the actual Diane, the girl that owns the pictures or who, who was in the pictures. But I was just like, oh, that wasn't for me. It, I didn't think it was right. I got what they did. I didn't like what media turned the story into because the report that it's fake—that's news. And I don't think that there was anything wrong with reporting that. I mean, it's it's extremely unfortunate the effect it has. That's a reality for Manti. I'm not annoyed that they dropped the story. I just felt like they took the opportunity for Manti to yeah. tell the story in a way that he could have. There is, it's like somebody outing someone. Mm. You know, you're taking the liberty of them being me. able to voice the story in which they experienced it or mm. in the way that they want to tell it. So it's giving Colonizer vibes. So yeah. <laughs> and because they made it out that he was part of it. Like he's the one. And for me, I don't think he was. 
Did, were they the ones that pushed that, or was it the response? No, because they, they said it in the article. Well, no, because somebody tipped it off, like on Twitter. It was tweet, They were going off of what people were saying to mm. them. So they got an anonymous tip via email. They investigated it. That ended up being true. Then people were tweeting. They followed threads where they were like, Lenaima and I might be the no, same person. No, but they were trying to say that Manti was part of it. No, but that's but that's what they were, So that's where that led to was that if Lene is Renaya, what's the connection between Manti and Renaya? And that's what they were trying to draw the connection to. But because neither one, neither party provided them with a statement, they put it out there that it leaves that question open. Is he complicit? Until he clarified it, obviously, mm. like when he went on the news himself. You know what? At the end of the day, we're all catfish. Wait, for real? Do you reckon? The way that we... Didn't you do the loo? No. Oh, sorry. I wish I oh. did. <laughs> no, but like... That's I'll, a work. <laughs> when I mentioned about like the way that I feel like this is holding a mirror to society, I think the way that we portray ourselves on social media, oh, the way that we try to present ourselves in photographs, like all of that, mm. it's because of the insecurity that we have when it comes to whether it's the beauty standards yeah whether lifestyle it's standards. lifestyle standards mm-hmm. you know we're all catfish at the end of the day yeah i know that a lot of people were saying how like because i remember even seeing I, I i think i sent it to the group chat where i was just like someone said i see naya is just like yolanda the one that killed selena and i was like i don't know how you drew that comparison that is a reach to compare naya to a murderer but but i get like when it comes to catfishing and people making these, using other people's pictures to say it's them, for me, I'm like, I hope they can see that it's very harmful, which is why I don't like the movie Sierra Burgess. <laughs> Sorry. Even watching Catfish and There's the Circle, another show on Netflix, where they catfish people. Something that I noticed that a lot of catfishing people say is they're like, I use someone else's pictures, but it's still me, the one that you're talking to. Like, it's all me. It's my life. And I'm just like, no, you lied. Mm. And that's not okay what you did. But I totally get what you mean. Because I know with me, I use, I still have pictures from years ago. (laughs) I don't look like that anymore. But those are the pictures that I have up. And I do feel like today we do live in a time a lot of us filter things or we want to be portrayed in a certain light or still be seen in a certain light mm. and for me that is a form of of catfishery <laughs> even how we edit pictures and we want to make ourselves either lighter smaller thinner in certain places so for me i do feel there's that part of what the doco has done but there's also the part where there's mob mentality when it comes to the media that's another lesson that we need to take from the doco and people piling on naya still now like do you not see that that's what happened not that i'm saying that naya is innocent but i'm like that's not okay as well yeah and people using this as an excuse to be transphobic mm. that's also peeping facts because i feel like with the transphobic statements that people are making that's an example of was that the intent of this doco no mm. the documentary was to present the most earnest and honest version of each of their stories as possible but what has resulted from it is people weaponizing yeah people weaponizing it and there's something that i noticed that the doco did was because they said that the other people didn't know that naya had transitioned um so that's the reason why they keep using the he him pronouns and so for me i was just like i love that the doco literally put it up as a disclaimer for each of the episodes but still people are using he him pronouns when referring to naya and for me i'm like oh that's not okay or they try to say um this man or whatever i'm like it just goes to show that we still have so much to learn as a society when it comes to um speaking or talking about our trans our trans fam you know when it comes to i get i get drawing similarities to 
catfishing and what the way social media is presented but i i think i don't i don't at the end of the day i don't agree with calling it catfishing because catfishing is very specific mm, it's when you pretend you know what i mean like i think i think it alludes yeah. to like the underlying struggles within society as individuals the need to present in a certain way but catfishing is catfishing that's what naya did yeah putting filters on your pictures is not catfishing it's a form of it no i don't think it's a form of catfishing it's not catfishing it's called something else i was hoping that something brilliant would come to mind (laughs) before i said it but it didn't but i do think it is a form of like lying or being deceitful yeah definitely deceitful being deceptive yeah 100 percent. but like catfishing i'm like no catfishing is predatory you're looking for something specific mm. yeah no, whereas like just presenting yourself in a better way than the what hi- it actually highlight is reel. i'm like oh that's just being deceptive but you're not catfishing mm, i get that oh how about that article about saying um oh now that pissed me off the, there's an article that's saying that catfishing is a part of Samoan culture no it didn't it didn't say Samoan culture no it said Samoan no, it culture did. it, it said Samoan off. culture yeah, okay relax <laughs> at the end of the day we all come from hawaii or tangaloa <laughs> Tangaroa and other, another <laughs> Polynesian You're right, yeah. So this lady, Ilana Grishon. <laughs> this, this is a thing I don't like. It's like where some of these anthropologists, ethnologists, whatever ologists you are, they live or like are around some islanders for a small period of time and then for some reason think that they are a professional and can speak on our experience or how we live our culture. And so this lady... <laughs> This lady tried to say, you know, sometimes there are these golden Christian boys and there are these <laughs> these Samoan girls that catfish them and pretend to be these people. She goes, and it seems to be a common thing for them to use cancer as a way to kill off their character. And I was like, bish, <laughs> who are you? Like, you live, I was like, not you and your Margaret Mead take to like, what, observe, like we're a zoo and then just like have all these takes and these opinions. I'm like, no, that's not what happened. It literally just happened with him and maybe with a few others. <laughs> if it didn't happen in any other culture you, you could say like oh yeah yeah it's but literally they're kept from like, every culture it happens every like it happens everywhere yeah I, I, and i know that even the article wasn't saying that catfishing is Samoan culture or Polynesian culture exclusively just us but to say that it is part of the culture uh, like the, the read it for yourselves no don't read it but she also tweet afterwards saying it's a great day to be Tongan <laughs> Did she also say that America has Rihanna at some point? Rihanna. Sick of these people. This is what I mean. Can we... Oh, oh, this is so problematic. <laughs> I have a mate who's Samoan. Lives in Utah. He's from, he's a light ear boy too. He throws up that same Is his name Chris? No. This guy, he was like, man, that director, because the director's Tongan, or one of the directors is Tongan. He's like, that director could not wait to put Samoans up, effing each other up. Couldn't wait. He jumped at the chance. It's hilarious. The and comment, the thing the is, comment. when you look at the show, two talented people and what happened? Manti, extremely talented in football. Naya, extremely talented at doing different voices. Can you not see? It's not a, it's not a Samoan cultural thing. Um, and at the end of the day, trying to like um, specify that, you know, there's Samoan and stuff. At the end of the day, all these Barangis here says Polynesian. They don't see Samoan, Tongan, Kukanan, Tokarawan, Tuvalu, any Kukan, you know, Tahitian, any of those things. All they see is, look at these Polynesians. Mm-hmm. So trying to put up our flag... <laughs> 
It's a way to take a dig at us. And by the way, it should be the 684 American Samuel flag. Just want to clarify that. Putting up these takes, you know, little digs at the end of the day. That is night time. Okay. But, but that's what I, this is what I mean to the point that we came to before. I know it's a serious situation. It's very all serious. Of this. Don't laugh. But man, when people just thought like, it's a great day to be Tongan. That is hilarious. But I laugh. That's hilarious. That's you know, funny. Because I was just like, you know, it's a great day to be Samoan when I when see Princess of Flowers <laughs> eating butter. Eating block of butter in her car. Great day to be Samoan. Cup of tea, lover. Hey, she ain't hurting nobody. She yeah, ain't exactly. hurting nobody. She doesn't hurt anybody. The when... only thing she's hurting is my retinas. But other than that, she ain't hurting nobody. When I see that, I'm just like, you know what? Great day to be Samoan. <laughs> It's a, it's a honestly, you know, friendly rivalry when we take little dicks and stuff. So I'm like, you know what? We just have to be sensitive, you know, when it comes to traumatic things. Now, when someone said that Naya needs to take the ear from from a kawalunga, I used to someone goes, she needs to take the ear she used for a kawalunga and used it to cover her, her head for a kawalunga. The way our people have been my dogs like this is <laughs> so what I've seen is common is people taking their own versions of the MSMK of the MSMK picture that yeah. verified. For me I'm just like, you know what? Oh no, always says Oh no, you know? I would never laugh at that. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. You know, for me, people are even leaving, sending me voice memos on, you know, of them doing the breathing. I'm like, do you know how traumatic that is? Yeah. <laughs> Conclusion, don't be mean. Don't be transphobic. Don't catfish. Don't catfish. Don't pile on to someone on social media and send them, yeah. send them death threats. Not needed. On our oil. Yeah. Don't create narratives. Mm. And if you do, make them make sense. <laughs> or tell everyone the same story. And if you do have issues, like with either catfishing or anxiety, like get help. You can get help. And I just want to clarify that Naya is not Mormon. Sorry. <laughs> She's Christian Revival, okay? Manti. The victim, Manti, is my mom. <laughs> And that was another episode of Nights at the Brown Table. This is Sefa. I'm Sela. How do you do? It's been the one and only Pooh, Lamar. <laughs> Not the scat play. <laughs> it's always poo. It's always, it's always poo. poo. I'm telling you, but we don't we don't kink shame. But Lamar's into that. It's in look. <laughs> I'm not into it, but I don't kink shame. Yeah, if you're into that. You're into it, but it's just not for you. Not for you. It's just so funny, like. But if why you, I always like that scene in White Chicks where she goes to the bathroom. Like, if, <laughs> if you, like, say, you went to the shop, couldn't reach a toilet, you did a poo in your pants, would you ever tell anyone? What do you mean? If you like, pooped at yourself. The, at the mall. No, yeah, at the, the mall. If you pooped and you, yourself. you couldn't reach a toilet, you pooped yourself. 
But you like able to get What to am I gonna like Go to a random person Be like I just picked my car <laughs> <laughs> What like, like you're able to get to your car Get home and change Would you ever retell that story <laughs> yeah, to Yeah I would Me I wouldn't I'd I take would. that to the grave I'd be Why? embarrassed I'm mom I would Not me Not I Do I have, do I have proof stories Yeah I, I do have proof stories yeah, I, w- I would still tell someone, nah. but it would be after a significant amount of time. Well, if I pooed myself now, unless like I pooed in someone's, you know, like threw it in someone's driveway or yard, then I'd be like, oh man, this is what I did. But if I just pooed myself, <laughs> no one knew, just me. I go to my car, oh my car, like I have a car. Go get the bus or get the with, Uber. Come with home. the poop, <laughs> with the poop pants on, bro. I'm if taking that pre- to the grave. If you poo yourself, would you clean yourself up in the bathroom before going home? Oh, or of would course you just I would. Home? I wouldn't. Who would want to sit with that and walk around with that shiz in your pants? I'll clean up. But it's like a warm hug. No, you know how I'll clean up. I'll just chuck my undies away, <laughs> throw it away, free ball. Not that I have balls, but like free ball, go home. What did you ask that? I don't know. There's a lot in that question. When we were just asking, when we were talking about poos, I was like, would I ever, if I ever did a poo myself in public, I'll take it to the grave. I don't want to poo myself in public. 